0: Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Let's
1: get ready to rumble! packed today. 5%. What's up,
0: disciplined Investor? got Benzinga.
1: Boom! What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday! Just got to crack my Celsius now that I'm a shareholder, ticker C-E-L-H. Take a sip. We might not see any bangs until later in the week when I get especially tired. But what's going on, guys? Happy Tuesday. Happy trading day. Uh, We have a jam-packed show today, guys. You are on the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea Show. That's what we're going for. So first call to action, everybody. Again, this is an active show, active participation. Drop your tickers in the chat if you have stocks that you're looking at, stocks you're trading. Put them in the chat. Uh, Let me give you a preview of what's going on today. Three guests, three big guests, all right? Uh, so, so we're going to be talking to Stephanie Kannerman, uh Stock Whisperer. We're going to be talking Dark Pools. Okay, it's, it's a, a topic that, that, that's been hot, hotter than NFTs in April, I'll, I'll go that far. Uh, so, so we're going to be talking dark pools right off the skip today, uh, and especially how it relates to some of these hot stocks that we've been looking at recently. Rex Finance joining us at 12.30 Eastern. And then CleanSpark, the chairman of the, of the, of the company, Matt Schultz, is going to be joining us at 12.45 Eastern. So first air horn of the day, Boom. Jam-packed lineup again. This is the Trade Idea Show, so get your tickers in the chat. Again, we're going Dark Pools. We're talking to Rex Finance, uh, who who covers CleanSpark, and a handful of others. And we'll be talking to CleanSpark directly right at uh, 1245 Eastern. But first things first. First announcement of the day, guys. We are five months into this thing. I've got a big reveal for you. Look at this. Can you see what this package says? YouTube. Yes, YouTube mailed us something. Let, 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 let's do the unboxing here, all right? What? What? What is this? What is this? Guys, we got a plaque. 100K subscribers on the Benzinga YouTube channel five months in. We have our plaque official certified from YouTube. Let's go, baby. Air horns on that one. <laughs> Here it is, out of the plastic. Look at that shiny 100K sub plaque. Next stop, 500,000. That's what we're going for. That's the community we're building here. That's what Zinger Nation, that's what the Power Hour, that's what all the shows we run are all about. It's about putting people in charge, getting ideas going, making us all better traders. One last time, guys, boom, you are all a part of this. Every single member of Zinger Nation. Uh, 100k uh, subscribers on YouTube. We have the plaque to, to commemorate it. Shout out to YouTube for sending these awesome plaques out, by the way. But boom, we, we did it together. Share the streams, like the streams. Let's keep it going, guys. Whew. So, all right, that's how we're opening today on, on a little bit of good news. So we, we have our Celsius in hand. We, we have our 100k plaque in in hand. And now let's hit it into dark pools. This is gonna be a hot show today, guys. We're gonna be moving fast. So again, the chat is your friend, I'm in there hanging out, so so drop in any in, in tickers, stocks you're looking at, and let's keep it rolling, but let me go ahead and bring Stephanie onto the stream with us. Stephanie, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday afternoon?
2: I am doing fantastic, how about you?
1: Doing well. We we got, we got some good news today, alright, we, we got our official YouTube certification for hitting a, a 100K subscribers, we're about five months in, into running our video network, so... So we're, what's your secret?
2: Like, what's your secret? How did you get 100,000 subscribers so fast?
1: A, a, a lot of energy drinks, six or uh-huh. seven a day, <laughs> a lot of spazzing out and in sharing trade ideas.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think you're bringing on some really good guests. I think that is the key. You, yourself and included. The haircut.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, the, 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 there we go. Exactly.
2: Yep all right
1: um but but all right stephanie but before we get into it and guys if you're just joining us we're we're about to be talking dark pools uh but 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 before we get into it stephanie can you give us a little bit of your background uh you know your history as a trader and and then Mm -hmm. then let's dive into the details
2: okay so i have been doing this for 27 years you guys i started when i was 12 years old like some of you out there watching right no not really but (laughs) i have been doing this for 27 years I didn't know anything about trading. I honestly got lucky. Yeah, I got really lucky. I landed a job as an assistant to one of the top traders at the largest proprietary firm, Schoenfeld Securities in New York in 1994. Okay, guys, I'm sitting in the million dollar room, and they're sitting me in front of an instant machine, which is the dark pool liquidity computer. And only these large firms had access to it. And I'll be honest, I didn't know anything about the stock market, but it was my job to check out the trades in the dark pool and let the traders at the table know if I saw the big guys buying or selling. Could you guys imagine if that's how you started trading? I mean, this was the. This is why these guys made a million dollars. They were and, following. And these smart are big
1: money. orders, I'm guessing, right?
2: Massive, massive, billions of dollars. Oh my god! Know. Okay. Yeah. All right, so so these our
1: 5K are- trades we're making are a little smaller than this. <laughs>
2: A little bit. We don't want to compete against these guys. That's what I learned. Like, hey, we're not going to compete. Let's join them. So that's that's really how I got started and why I've been in this business for 27 years. I've been following these the unusual dark pool activity. And really, it's just an alternative exchange where these guys do their trades. Goldman Sachs, uh, J.P. Morgan, Barclays, like these are the biggest guys. And if you just follow the money, you're going to do well. Right? I mean, it's it's pretty easy. What do you it, think?
1: And, and right? so a, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of money that flows through these, right?
2: Oh yeah, 40% of all the trades out there are being done in the alternative exchanges. There's about 40 of them. And I would have to even wow. say the number is so much higher. So much higher. Okay. Absolutely. But it, it's sneaky. These guys do really sneaky trades. I mean, how do you sell billions of dollars at the top without moving the market down, right? How are you going to do that? If we can all see the trades happening in real time, we're going to jump in front of these guys and they're never going to get done at the top. However, doing them in the dark pool gives them three hours legally, okay, legally to not tell us about their trade until it's done. So it could take them weeks to finish and then they have three hours to tell us. But what I've observed in 27 years is that when they're selling heavily on the top they're not telling us the same day they're telling us 24 hours late and we can easily see these trades it's easy and i i've called every major correction before it's happened on social media just by looking at a specific pattern and you know i can share that with you at another time
1: Okay, so 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 let let me ask this just to I, I'm the slow down guy on this show. I slow everything down. So let me just make sure, make sure I grasp it right. But but basically, what you're saying is is 40 of total trade volume is taking place not on the the primary exchanges like a nice or an Nasdaq like you and I are trading on, but but it's happening in these dark pools, and and the you know the the typical market participant doesn't actually see the trade activity that's happening on these dark pools because they're just trading between each other. Uh, And we're finding out several hours later when they eventually report that to a primary exchange. Is that accurate?
2: That is correct. Most people will not be able to see it. Now, I do have, uh, you know, that instant machine that I sat in front of back in 1994. Well, NASDAQ took it over. So it's now called the NASDAQ Book Viewer. On my computer, it actually still says I-N-E-T. But I can actually see their orders being done, except it's not going to show up in the time and sales window until it's completed. So that's pretty cool. I can actually see where these big guys are also loaded to buy and sell in these uh, electronic communication network uh, mm-hmm. platforms. It's called a level three. Some people call it a level three, but or I call it a book. Um, most people, I'm sure, your viewers are not even using that, and I'm and sure. that's huge. You know, everybody has access to that. We can all have access to all of this. Um, it's just that nobody really tells you about
1: it, right? There, there we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and so, can, can you help us tie tie this back to some of the big retail stocks, right? I, we, sure. we, we've heard dark pools coming up as it relates to GameStop, as it relates to AMC. Mm-hmm. You know, hedge funds being mischievous in these names. Can, can you can you tie this back to those stocks for us?
2: Oh, absolutely. I saw a massive dark pool activity. Oh, gosh. Right now I'm looking at my whole list here when it was back at seven dollars and eight massive dark pool. We're talking thirty one million dollar trade that happened on January 28th. Okay, massive. There was another massive twenty four million dollar trade at ten dollars on January 28th. Uh, another 20 million trade. I mean, these are huge blocks done by one institution. Now, what I'll share with you is the most recent one that we had, which is uh, $52.37. That is like the key level. As long as AMC stays above 52.37, that's really bullish. 125 million, one one trade. Can you imagine? I mean, how many of you I know you guys are all invested in it, but how many of you literally did 125 million dollars in one trade?
1: Yeah. I, I haven't. Nope. Yeah, nope. I know.
2: Well, so we're not going to go against this guy, and I don't know who it is. can you give me. us
1: that price one more time? The price of that trade? Yeah, no,
2: fifty-two dollars and thirty-seven cents. All right. On June seventh.
1: So here it is. I don't know if you guys can see my chart. Let's zoom it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but here, here's the level that we're looking at. 52, 37.
2: 37. Uh huh.
1: Right. Close enough. As long
2: as we close above and see how we've held support there.
1: Yep. That's oh, where,
2: yeah, yeah there's wow. a computer. A lot
1: of days. One, loaded two, to three, buy. Four.
2: Yeah. Loaded and buying there. And that's where I draw the line in the sand, you know, okay. and of course unless another big print comes along. Um, but it's been, it's been fairly quiet. That was really the biggest one.
1: so, so when you see the, this trade activity coming across uh, you know out of dark pools how, how do you interpret it how do you respond to it um, you know I know you're calling out this 5237 level on AMC mm-hmm. but but more generally you know how, how does somebody work with that information?
2: So it's I always picture that it's somebody big you know like Goldman Sachs and I want to be on his team pretty much in this trade because he has more money than I do. But I also know that once it's like throwing a big rock into the ocean. And so once that print appears and a print is an executed trade, it's already been done and I'm looking for these large prints. Once it's been executed and thrown out to us, um, it splashes the stock. So a lot of times if they're buying kind of to fake us out, they'll splash it down and okay. then it will move up through the print and off to the races. Or if they're selling, they'll move it a little bit higher and then they'll crash it down. So there's kind of a little pattern and a rhythm to it. And it depends if the stock uh, always has these large trades in it, or is this something really unusual to, you know, there's different patterns for different things, but that's pretty much the gist of it. You know, and I always tell my traders, look, never go to sleep. On the wrong side of the print because you're going to get wiped out. Okay,
1: and, and and so all right.
2: Yeah, but I like AMC is a I, like, I like
1: that that tactical advice. Don't go to bed. On the wrong if side If you're of holding the positions, yeah, <laughs> on the opposite of, of where, where where the big but are coming
2: through. I do understand that AMC is a little bit different. Yeah, we got a couple of other players that are shorting this. We got a major short squeeze going on. I have been paying attention to the short volume interest increasing. And look, I hope we squeeze the you-know-what out of these guys, right? I mean, that is- There but we go. I do. I'm, I'm for it. Right now, I'm <laughs> I am. I'm bullish. Let's go, Aves. Like, let's push it. Yeah, let's squeeze them. It is above the print. We do have a, uh, a wedge. I'm sure everybody's noticed that on the daily chart. Yeah, it's it's a bull flag, really a pennant. So all it needs to do, and we tested it this morning. We went up to like 61 and then came down. We really need to close strong above that sixty-one level, and then I can see next. That's when they'll feel the pain, right? Where do you think, Luke? Where, where? If you were short, where would you start to feel the pain? What price would you cover? Oh God! That's what we need to ask ourselves because that's when it's going to happen. Yes,
1: and some something (laughs) that we've been saying on this show since we started is, if you're going to try to go against a stock like this. Do it with puts, please, for the love of God. I I, I blew up three three accounts uh, in my early trading days. So, you know, one each year in the first three years, and one of them was trying to short tops. I'm telling you, a stock that that's running, it can keep running. It's even if it's up 100, percent it could go a thousand percent. I just don't. I would never short any stock like this. And I think it's amazing that they're deploying so much capital to do that.
2: It's an ego trade. They're trying to trade off fundamentals. I mean, look what happened to Tesla. That hedge fund went out of business shorting it. That's a perfect example. It's an ego trade. Did it make any economical sense why Tesla was going up again? No, you know, Wall Street and Main Street are two different streets. Okay, Wall Street, is totally different. It doesn't make any rational sense. When there's more buying, it goes up. When there's more selling, it goes down. TV's going to try to explain every move, every day. Why it went up, why it went down, they're going to try to make it sound rational. Yep. But, you know, it's not. It's totally irrational. So let's just trade it. You know, don't fight the tape. That and, is, like, key.
1: And, and Stephanie, let, let, let me ask you this question I keep seeing in the chat. Uh, the, the, this dark pool trade data, how, how do people access it? You've definitely captivated some minds. Folks want to know where can they see these transactions happening if it's not on the normal tape? Help us out there.
2: Yeah, so you can see it. Like I said, after it's been posted, you can see the trade. But while it's being done, it's a little bit more complex. A lot of times, they're doing these trades sometimes on the the NASDAQ Book Viewer. That's the INET. That's the dark pool I used to sit in front of. So I have that up a lot and I I just see them working the trade. And then all of a sudden, I see the trade happen on my block trade indicator. So, um, you know, I'm using Charles Schwab uh, block trade indicator. Mm -hmm. It's really good. But if you call them and ask them about the dark pool, they're probably not going to know. So don't, it's there. It's there under the block trade indicator. However, this is the key. There's a lot of dark pull trades happening all day long. I, I get thousands of them. I'm literally looking at it right now. It sense. I, you know, I get hundreds, let's just say hundreds. I only pay attention to maybe six or seven of them from all day. All right, okay. so that you have to know what's unusual. And, and that just is a little bit of experience. I have mine set up, different categories, different sizes. Um, You know i'm going to be doing a webinar next week a free webinar online for those of you that want to just come come there i'll show you you know i'll show you what i'm looking at how i use it and so forth and how to trade it uh if you follow me on social media um i'll be posting a link to join so i can just show you my screen and exactly show you how to do it but it's it's really simple now there are other software out there okay that are going to try to sell you dark pool stuff for a lot of money I don't know i haven't used that uh this is free if you have an account i'm all for free here we go yep i'm all for free you guys i i can get it for free i've been doing this for 27 years and very well i have a high success rate on my recommendations i've called i mean so many crazy things and it's all because of this amazing software that i have for free okay you have to have an account with schwab you can put a little bit of money in there but the actual now i do have a um, and I'm not trying to promote myself, but I do have a free room. Actually, it's free. I have a free room where I share it. If you go to my site, stuff. thedarkpools.com. Okay, thedarkpools.com. Sign up for the free room. I share my screen all day long. Just the dark pools, because there's a lot of my traders uh, that know me that follow me. They they can't get access. They live out of the country, and they've asked me repeatedly, "Can you just share the dark pool?" Yeah. So you can get that for free. I've organized it in the columns, so you don't have to do any of that.
1: Boom. Perfect. Okay. And, guys, I just put the link to that site in there. Um, and, and, Stephanie, could you, could you read out the socials, too, so it's for folks who want to stay in touch?
2: Sure. So there are people in, in, that are impostering me. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Uh, it's, well, that's how
1: you know you made it.
2: <laughs> there's No, it's really bad, though. I mean, no. people have been writing to me that have been scammed. And I'm like, they're not even spelling my name right. And it's awful. So it's if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Stephanie with an F, S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E, cameraman, K-A-M-M-E-R-M-A-N. It also is under the name volume, V-O-L-U-M-E, print, P-R-I-N-T, CESS, C-E-S-S, print, CESS. So they've been playing around with the name you'll see I have like 24,000 followers. So if there's somebody else that looks like me, they take my picture and they only have 200 followers, it's not me, okay? so All
1: right, and I'm going to get that real link, not the fake link, in the chat, okay? <laughs> yeah, no fake fair. links in the chat.
2: Yeah, so I post a lot of good stuff on Twitter.
1: Perfect, awesome. Well, well yeah. Stephanie, I appreciate you coming on with us today and, and hanging out and, and taking us through the world of dark pools. Telling us how we can take action on them, so so thank you very much.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me, Luke. Take but care. Absolutely.
1: All right, all right, guys. If you are just joining us, welcome to the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea Show. Basically, what we do is we spend 60 minutes just spazzing out about stocks and trying to bring ideas in here. Shout out all the green hearts I'm seeing flying through the chat. Appreciate you guys stopping by and, and hanging out with us. Uh, up on the radar today, uh, Rex Finance. Rex is joining us at 12:30 Eastern, Fa- favorite recurring guest on the show. And then 12:45 Eastern, so that's about 20 minutes from now. Uh, we're going to be talking to Clean Spark Ticker CLSK, one of the hottest tickers around. Uh, what, what, what One of the tickers that we see flying in the chat every single day. Uh, Chairman Matt Schultz is going to be joining us. So again, guys, if you are just hopping on, this is the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea Show. We're trying to keep the ideas flying. Uh, Rex Finance joining at 1230 Eastern. Clean Spark, 1245 Eastern. And I'm going to throw this one out to you guys. If you have any tickers that you're looking at, stocks you're trying to trade today, things that are on your radar Drop those tickers in the chat. We will take a look at them. We'll have a little bit of time, even though we have a jam-packed show. Boom. All right. Um, Yeah, I see Ruel in the chat saying, let's go uh, clean spark. But but, all right. Uh, Let's go ahead and look at a couple tickers before Rex joins us, guys. I want to start off. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look at Tesla. Um, ticker TSLA, if you guys recall, we, we do show our live portfolio on this show just about every single day. Uh, we entered a trade in Tesla now, I believe it's seven or eight trading days ago. Uh, we, we sold puts at the 550 strike. We, we are looking great on those puts with the stock up to 682 I'm going to be going ahead and closing that trade tomorrow, most likely. Right now, our unrealized return on that put selling position. Again, when you sell puts, it makes you what I like to call synthetically long, uh, synthetically long a stock. Um, so, so we squeeze out about 80% of that trade. We'll give it another day. We'll take advantage of a little bit of that time decay, uh, You know, run that up to, to 85 90% return there. And we're going to go ahead and close that Tesla trade. Other stocks, other tickers that I'm seeing fly out of the chat. C L O V, Clover. Um, that, that's it's been another favorite. I'm going to zoom us in here. Clover having a big day. Here, here's a two day chart on Clover. Right off the open, the stock got to running. We're sitting right below 14 bucks in Clover right now. My my opinion on this one is is if we if we clear the high of the day. So so if we get above this 14.45 level, we should have room to run. Let me zoom us out on the chart now. So 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 if we clear that 14.45, the next level that we have is 15.30. So so again, it will be be a nice little gap there. I'm not in the stock right now. Uh, If I were looking to get into it, I'd be waiting to see if we can clear above this 14.45 level, and and then looking for a run up to to 15.26. Hopefully, all within one day. Right? It should be a pretty quick trade if that happens. so, so, so let me throw this one out to the chat, guys. Uh, if you like Clover right now, uh, drop me the one. If not, drop me the two. Uh, I want to see where, where everybody's at with this one. I see Cassie in the chat saying she still has her Clover bag. She wants to get rid of it. Um, but, but, again, dr- dr- drop me the ones, twos in the chat. I, I want to see where everybody is at with that stock. Uh, AMC, another ticker that I'm seeing in the chat, but, but we did just cover AMC. So, so, so we're going to go ahead and, and skip past that one right now. Wish is a good one. Let, let's go ahead and take a look at Wish. Uh, another ticker that we're seeing coming out of the chat. My, my opinion on Wish, guys, and, and I hate to be like the, the hater on this stock because I'm usually not a hater on any stocks. I mean, the, the it's not like an amazing business. It's an okay business. It's a shitty product. Okay business. Uh, you know, stocks obviously gotten run up with some momentum. It appears that at least for now that momentum is is cracked and is fading. We did see a second run take place after after the first climb higher uh, in Wish. Again, guys, if you haven't, go to Wish.com. Do yourself a favor. Go to Wish.com. I guarantee you will enjoy it. Let's just do it right now. We, we, we've, we have a couple minutes before Rex Finance comes on. So so this is Wish.com. If you don't know what the company's business is, uh, we're, we're going to show you. It's basically just online shopping for a ton of really cheap stuff. Okay, so this is the homepage that I see when I create my account. I see 50 cent lights, three dollar 85 cent lasers, 89 cent lasers, uh, three dollar crack pipes. So, so, so if any of these items are interesting to you, uh, you know, drop me a note. Maybe we we can we can convince producer Rohan to to ship some merch out to you, unless it's the crack pipes. Okay. Um, so 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 that's the site. If you have not gone to, to wish.com, do yourself a favor and do it. Um you know, in my opinion, I, I don't love the chart. I don't love the stock by any means. Uh, I've got other places that I'd rather put my money. So so that's why I'm sitting on the sidelines with this one. But I do want to throw it out to the community. It has been a hot stock. If you guys like wish.com, you you you're either in it or wanting to be in it, throw me the one in the chat. If not, throw me the two. I'm curious where everybody is at with this one. Uh, next up, pulling tickers out of the chat, guys. And, again, if you are just joining us, this is the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea Show. We move fast. We, we get the ideas flowing. Uh, in just a couple of minutes here, Rex Finance is going to be joining us on stream to talk about CleanSpark, AMC, and a couple other tickers that, that he's been trading. Then we're going to be talking to to the CleanSpark chair, Matt Schultz, uh, at 1245 Eastern. So we're going to keep it cl- cruising and grabbing tickers out of the chat right now. Next up on the list, Palantir, ticker PLTR. Uh, it's not a stock that we've talked about in quite a while, not a stock that I've traded in quite a while. Um, ha- having a little bit of a down day today. Is there news on Palantir? Let's take a look. Palantir, looks like there's there's news out today, uh, press release out uh, about a company working at Palantir on, on connected vehicle data. Not super interesting. Uh, Palantir granted a... Okay, this is good. This is interesting. Uh, Palantir, and this is coming out of my trusty Benzinga Pro, guys. Pro.benzinga.com. PRO.benzinga.com. Check it out. Two weeks free. Okay, no reason not to check it out. But but look at this one on my screen, and you know what? We'll pop it out to make it a little bit bigger. Uh, But Palantir granted a patent titled... Malicious activity detection system capable of efficiently processing data, access from databases, and generating alerts for display and interactive user interfaces. That's one of the reasons why I do love this company, because uh, they do shit like this. They, they come out with, with patents titled like this. Um, yeah, okay, that's amazing. That's uh, some fun, wild news. Um You know, stock not moving off of that patent they got or the connected vehicle data today. Um, It's a stock that I like long-term, stock that I own for long-term, have not been trading, but this chart does look beautiful. Look at just this nice, steady grind without too many ups and downs from, what is that, 17 to 27. So if you have been in Palantir, shout out to you. it's one to take a look at. I'm going to put this one on the list for tomorrow for a deeper dive. I mean, the chart looks good. We like the company long-term. Uh, valuation and growth rates, that's what I'm going to want to take a look at next. So so tomorrow, we're, we're going to block off 15 minutes to a deep dive together into Palantir. I, I think it's an interesting one. Um, and, and let me throw this one out there, too. Uh, if you guys like Palantir, it's the last one that we're gonna ask about right now. Uh, but but if you guys like Palantir, drop me the one in the chat. If not, drop me the two. Curious where everybody is at with Palantir. And of course, guys, like the video, subscribe to the stream. We do this all day, every day. We just bringing ideas, smashing energy drinks. There's a little like button on your screen. I guarantee it. It's right there. It's a little thumb. Looks like this. Okay. We've got our 100k YouTube sub plaque. I. Right. Uh, So go smash that little thumb button there, um, and and we'll we'll just keep cooking. uh, And for everybody who's just joining us, guys, uh, let me give you a preview of what we have to come. Uh, In just a minute from now, Rex Finance is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about CleanSpark and a couple other tickers that he's been hot on. Uh, I want to ask specifically about Mara and Riot uh, he, he likes one and doesn't like the other, which I, I think that's interesting. So, so we'll look at that and then 1245 Eastern. So just about 15 minutes from now, uh, clean spark chair, Matt Schultz is going to be joining us live on the power hour. Got some awesome questions lined up for him. And of course, if you guys have questions in the chat, go ahead and drop them. But without further ado, let me bring Rex finance onto the stream with us. What's going on, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to be back on here. How are you? Good, man. It's been too damn long, okay? We were due. (laughs) We were due. That's Um, right. And and before we get into it, and I start hammering you with tickers, but this is the Trade Idea Show, why why don't you give us a little bit of your background? uh, You know, tell us what you do. You run a pretty big YouTube channel. You got a a lot of people who who are tuning into those videos. But yeah, give us a little bit of background on yourself.
0: All right. Yeah, my pleasure. So I think the last time I was on here, I was able to brag that I was a 19. Well, I'm, I'm 20 now, so I'm getting old and I can't really brag that I'm 19 anymore. Uh, but yeah, I kind of I have a weird passion for a kid my age with the stock market and finding individual stocks and growth stocks in particular. And in stocks like CleanSpark, like we're about to talk about today, you guys have the privilege of listening to Matthew Schultz speak. He's a great guy. Uh, and he's going. I'm sure he's going to give you some some really good information today. So I don't want to brag myself up, uh, but, yeah, you guys can check me out, Rex Finance on YouTube, and figure out what I'm all about. All
1: right, there we go. See, I always used to, when I started here, I used to be the youngest guy in, like, the financial finance business and financial news stock market business. I'm definitely not anymore. It's sort of <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah, Everybody sucks. in the chat, guess how old I am. <laughs> all right, oh, we'll do an age reveal at the end of the show. I don't know if, we have, if we've done this yet. I had a birthday recently. But but oh all right, let, let, let's kick it off. I've got a list of symbols I want to ask you about. Uh, but let, let's kick it off with CleanSpark. Why, why don't you just give us a, a little bit of background as to where you're at with the company, why you think it's compelling, uh, and, and then we'll keep hammering down the ticker list.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I could talk all day long about CleanSpark, so I'll try and keep it brief. Uh, but it's really compelling to me. Uh, they entered the cryptocurrency space at the end of 2020 and man, that has gone better than even the management team expected it to go with, you know, Bitcoin prices going up the way they're scaling up the operation, all that stuff. But what's really, really interesting to me is the fact that CleanSpark's basically the only publicly traded Bitcoin mining company that has an underlying business, where Bitcoin mining is not everything they focus on. They have an energy side of the business where they deal with microgrids. And a microgrid, for those of you that are unaware of what a microgrid is, is it's basically your traditional, you know, the power lines outside, but it's decentralized and everybody owns their own power. So CleanSpark has had contracts with Walmart, uh, HEB, Mace Rich, and all these different big names and it's very very exciting stuff that they're working on
1: okay um and in and the, your thesis let, let me just recap because i am the slowdown guy but but your <laughs> thesis i'm sorry i'm jotting down some notes uh but but your thesis basically is you like it because it has that underlying microgrid business and, and then you know you basically use that as a platform to get into bitcoin mining versus bitcoin mining first uh be, being the uh, uh their, their primary business is that right
0: yeah, exactly. And that's something that's been really interesting to me is a lot of the pure play Bitcoin mining companies. They don't really know what they're going to be doing 10, 15, 20 years down the road. But CleanSpark's taking their Bitcoin mining profits and building a behemoth of an energy company right before our eyes. And it's only a matter of time before Wall Street recognizes this. And, you know, the stock price goes back up to all time highs, in my opinion.
1: OK. Uh, and, and then let, 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 let's keep it on the, the Bitcoin miners. Uh, you, you recently did some research on, on Mara versus Riot. Again, guys, those tickers are M-A-R-A, Bike Alpha, Romeo, Alpha. There's one, Mara, and Riot, Romeo, Oscar, India, Tango. Um, there's, yeah, so Marathon and then Riot. Uh, you like one, you don't like the other. Will, will you take us through that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think it's that I don't like the other, but um, I think in this scenario in particular with what's happening in the Bitcoin industry, One company is is more favorable to the other, and that's because um, Riot Blockchain, if you guys are unfamiliar, they recently did an acquisition of Windstone, is what it's called, and that is a a Bitcoin hosting facility where they host other companies' Bitcoin miners at this facility. Now, Riot Blockchain does not own any of of their own Bitcoin mining facilities. They own this hosting facility, but they also pay other companies to host their Bitcoin miners, which is kind of interesting, but... Over 75% of the world's Bitcoin mining output comes from China, and obviously China's been cracking down on this, and all of these miners are going to be looking for other places to go, and the first option is the United States of America. So it's kind of an opportunity that Riot Blockchain has with Winstone that Mara does not, because Mara doesn't own a hosting facility, it doesn't own its own Bitcoin mining facilities, any of that stuff. Uh, Riot Blockchain, like I already mentioned, owns that Windstone facility, and they can take advantage of hosting these miners that are coming from overseas and into the United States of America as another revenue stream.
1: Okay, all right. So, so there's the pitch there, and 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 you know this this is the trade idea show. This is the stock idea show. Okay, I already asked you about a, about three tickers in like four minutes. So we're moving <laughs> quick, but but will you take us through something else that you like? So, so something that, that may be more unexpected or, or that we probably don't already talk about every single day on this show.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always full of ideas. And I actually have a new there stock pick coming out later this week. Um, but I want to talk about SG Wait, blocks can we get for the a second. Pi- okay, fine. Pick these, <laughs> No, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I'm keeping the new pick secret right now while I build my position. Uh, it's happened too many times in the past where I, where I let it out and then the stock price goes up. I don't know if that's good. Because of the people that watch me buy it or what? Maybe it's just bad luck, um, but I'm gonna keep that under wraps for now. But stay tuned later this week for that. All right, yeah, SG blocks. <laughs> SG blocks. I think I've talked about them in the past, maybe on Benzing. I don't remember if I did last time or not. But uh, what they're doing uh, is and really ticker on that one is is Sandy Golf Bravo X Ray guys.
1: Yep, SGBX. Correct. Somebody drop that in the chat. Help your fellow zingers <laughs> out.
0: Boom. New. Tweet All right,
1: just keep going.
0: Yeah. So. You know, first look at this business, it's not a sexy, sexy business because they work with prefab container structures, which is basically the big shipping containers made out of of, made out of steel. Um, But but what they do with these containers is really, really interesting. And I think they have an opportunity themselves to actually enter the Bitcoin mining industry. But also, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the show, so I apologize if I'm not. But they're also they also have an opportunity to enter the cannabis space with these prefab container structures. dude, dude. dude. (laughs) Well, I don't know. You
1: clearly weren't watching the show like one minute before you joined, so we were oh, browsing geez. wish.com dot com, and you know, first page we got crack pipes there. So, <laughs> oh, you're geez. you're toning it down like nineteen levels. Also, okay, okay. I'm gonna throw this one out there. Benzinga was the first news source to actually build out a cannabis stock news desk. We we have a really? dedicated reporting desk only for cannabis stocks. We have four team members on it. We were literally three years, I believe, before Bloomberg on that. We started in 2014. <laughs> but all right, Rex, keep, keep going. SGBX, you're taking us through your bold thesis on this one.
0: Yeah, for sure. So in the past, I mean, I think with a lot of these small cap companies, they have not the most attractive past as a company. But I think in particular, SGBX has, has turned the curve where they're, they're, they're well on track to, to succeed as a business now. They had some hiccups in the past, but I think they're behind us. Like I said, they can get into Bitcoin mining and cannabis, but even if they don't, I mean, it's a company that's growing their revenues at triple digit percentages year over year, and that's going to continue for the next couple of years. It's a lot lot like CleanSpark in that sense. Um, They're debt free, uh, although I do think they're probably going to have to have to do some financing here soon. They've announced several different construction projects, and I think their market cap's like 40 million or something. And their most recent contract they announced was gonna, they're going to receive like 150 million dollars in manufacturing revenue, which is crazy. A 40 million dollar company doing that in revenue—that uh, that's not going to come till 2023. That project, but that's just that's just an example there. Uh, so so you know people ask me all the time, is it still okay to buy these stocks? I mean they've they've already kind of recovered from their lows. Uh, because we all know growth stocks kind of had had a crash here towards the beginning of the year. Uh, And to that, I say, I'm personally not buying SG blocks. I'm personally not buying CleanSpark currently. But that's because I was buying them at the lows, right? I was deploying my cash at the lows, so I don't need to buy them right now. But as the as the growth as the rotation back to growth stocks continues, there's going to be hiccups along the road. I mean, it just happens every single time. There's a cycle in the stock market. There's going to be hiccups and bumps in the road. And on those dips, that's your chance to add to, add to these stocks, even if you miss the bottom.
1: Okay, and, and and I mean the chart on this one, again, guys, we're talking about SGBX. Rex just took us through his bull thesis. If you're just joining, uh, I mean the chart on this one, it's it's a this recent leg is pretty, right? Yeah. I mean we we I mean this is a a nice steady trend. It looks like we might have broken it. We'll, we'll see. The price is holding. So so I would want to see the, this chart show a little bit more strength before I were to get into it. Um, but, I mean, it, it's a pretty good-looking chart, generally speaking.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think there's only something like 8 million shares outstanding, or that's their float or something. And I personally know two people that own over 100,000 shares of this company. So they themselves own like 2% or whatever it is of the. Of the total float. so it, They're so going to have
1: to accidentally file. That's a bad day.
0: It, yes, exactly. Oh, crap. I, I bought
1: yeah. 10% of the float. I'm going to have to file. <laughs> All right, awesome. So, so so, you took us through that one. Uh, we, we, we only have a, a couple more minutes, Rex. Um, anything else that's on the buy list or, or anything else that's especially interesting to you right now?
0: Well, I mean, like I already stated, I mean, Clean Spark's always interesting to me, and Matthew's going to give a good show today, I'm sure. I mean, I I think you guys must consider me the Clean Spark hype man or something, having me on right before the the chairman sits down with you guys. But I just wanted to, you know, know, give him an easy act to follow. (laughs) just kidding, just kidding. kidding. You know, we love you. (laughs) No, that's great. No, yeah, I I like Clean Spark SG blocks. And this this next doc I'm going to talk about in in probably my next couple videos. It's actually as high conviction as clean spark, so I'm really excited to share that one. All right, well, will you at least give a, give us a teaser
1: and, and yeah. tell us what what sector that stock is in or, or or generally what they do? I'm not asking for a name <laughs> or a ticker.
0: just no. give us
1: a little bit of something to, to to prime the brakes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so I'll tell you, it's a SPAC, and I think SPACs are going to come back. By the way. I do and, too. and it's and it's in the NASDAQ uh, and it's it's related to electric vehicles a little bit, but they do so much more. I mean, it's related to cell phones, electric vehicles, power tools. I mean, think about what's in think about what's in all those things. It's called a okay. battery. So it's a battery it's, play.
1: I was going to say yeah, it's a battery yeah. play.
0: <laughs> all right. All
1: right. It's interesting. Uh, and, and Rex, uh, how, how do folks stay in touch?
0: Yep. So I already mentioned Rex Finance on YouTube. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been I'm gonna counting get the out the, the videos. I'm going to get there,
1: guys. Give me a second.
0: Oh, thank you. Thanks for doing yep. that. Yep. And then you can find me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, too. I'm pretty active, pretty active there. And I am actually meeting with my university here later this week to hopefully get my, my schoolwork paid for by the university. But if that doesn't happen, this guy's going to be dropping out, and we're going to be continuing to pump out the videos. So stay tuned for that. I'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> there it is
1: things we endorse on this show dropping out of school Woo! trading stocks yeah i don't know <laughs> i could keep going but the list won't get any better but awesome guys hit that like share that stream big shout out to rex finance taking time out of his day to come on with us t- take us through a handful of stocks I mean, we just did like five tickers in 10 15 minutes <laughs> thorough pitches uh, i appreciate you joining as always sir
0: Yes, absolutely. Hit that like button for these guys. I know Rex Nation's watching this. Give them a like down below. You just got to do it.
1: Boom. Big shout out, Rex <laughs> Nation. Perfect. All right. All right, guys. We're going to keep it clipping. For anybody who is just joining us, welcome. You are on the Power Hour. This is the Trade idea Show, the most hyper stock market show out there. I don't think I've ever coined it as that, but... Let's face it, it is, Uh, you know, tickers that we've talked about today. We talked about Tesla, Ford, Palantir. Uh, We we talked about Maro Riot just a second ago. We did AMC as it related to Dark Pool. So, I mean, we're just going to keep it coming, guys. We're we're about to talk to Matt Schultz, uh, chairman of CleanSpark, ticker CLSK. Uh, One of the hottest tickers in there. I don't think a day goes by where where we don't get the CleanSpark ticker dropped in the chat. Users talking about it, wanting wanting to hear more from the company. So so without further ado, let's go ahead and bring Matt onto the show with us. Hello, sir. Welcome to the Power Hour. We are glad to have you here.
3: Hey, Luke. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited to be involved.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and guys, if, if you don't know, Matt Schultz, chairman of CleanSpark, again, a, a very popular stock uh, amongst our viewership. And, and before we get into it, Matt, could, could you just give us a little bit of background on the company uh, and on yourself?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the co-founder of the company um, and we've been we've been involved in the energy space since uh, 2011 is when we first uh, proposed on a, on a microgrid project for the Marine Corps. And that, uh, that microgrid powers a data center, navigation, guidance, communications facility for the Marines. And it's been in daily operation since 2014. Um, we, we kind of grew our business from the military complex into more commercial, industrial, um, adding energy storage to solar and other forms of generation to allow people to um, operate disconnected from the grid. And then we worked. Uh, We've made a series of acquisitions to grow our business to support federal programs that allow for larger energy developers, energy uh, energy consumers to participate in grid programs that actually enable revenue sharing. So we we really have a solid software based energy business, um, a, a series of patents surrounding a, a lot of the, the, the different aspects of, of what we do. And we were proposing a solution for a Bitcoin facility just over a year ago. And I think, you know, everyone knows in the media right now that, you know, Bitcoin has a bit of a black eye because of the, the you know, the reported impact on the environment. And we we had an opportunity to provide, potentially provide an energy solution for a large Bitcoin miner. And it really was was kind of that tipping point for us. And we, we recognized an opportunity that if. Bitcoin is really all about energy and we fancy ourselves as experts in the energy space. Would it not make sense to maybe step into this space and and utilize some of our expertise and our proprietary um, energy technologies to deploy profitably, uh, effectively, the world's largest demonstration center um, to to help people understand the value of microgrids, renewable energy, distributed energy resources? utilizing our software to kind of demonstrate how that works and and you know lo and behold bitcoin's been on an epic run and clean spark has has really found ourselves um at least from an energy perspective ahead of the competition um i was on a call with an analyst yesterday and I, th- I think the comment was it appears to me that that some of the name brands in the bitcoin space are playing checkers while you guys are playing chess so we're, we're really excited for where we are um, like i said i'm the co-founder of the company um, been involved in the energy business for the last couple of decades, both uh, non-renewable and renewable energy, and it was kind of my experience in um, E&P, uh, exploration production of traditional oil and gas, that, that really brought top of mind to me just how important it is to have a bit more of a sustainable mindset. So shifted into renewables, and everything we do is, is focused on supporting ESG principles in our operation.
1: Awesome. And, and I love that chess versus checkers analogy. Um, and and what, what, one more question I want to ask you, just on background of the company. So so with regard to, to microgrids, for you guys, it's it's more about the software to operate the microgrids and getting that software deployed than, than hardware. Is, is that
3: correct? Yeah, it, re- it really is. That's a terrific question, Luke. So, you know, solar has had an epic run over the last decade. Everybody has solar. Um, in the energy business, they say that, you know, so many of these big commercial facilities have made an attempt to become environmentally friendly by, quote, rubbing solar on it. And, and the issue is that the utilities kind of got wise to that. And so they shifted the time of use charges. So you know they made they, they can only charge so much for energy in a 24 hour cycle per, per kilowatt hour. But, but what they did is they shifted those time of use charges. So solar is less effective. It, it produces less economic value in the middle of the day when the sun's shining because the utility raises the prices when the sun goes down. So the idea is to, to deploy other types of generation, um, we just announced a partnership with a European wind turbine manufacturer. Um, I've, I've put a number of, of photos recently. We've got a, a warehouse full of energy storage systems. Tesla, Enphase, uh, uh, Iguana, uh, a number of fortress. And so what we do is, is we deploy solar. And then what, what CleanSpark's real differentiator is, we have software that enables our system to make all of these disparate resources work one with another without regard to the brand. So we're vendor and hardware agnostic, and we create a software defined ecosystem to provide the maximum value, either savings, greenhouse gas reduction, revenue generation, or resiliency, like in the case of the military.
1: Okay. And and, and pivoting back to to the Bitcoin mining a little bit, you know, right right now for, for the current Bitcoin mining operation, I mean you guys are are super close to that. I, I think it's fair to say it's really it's your project. Um, you know, is, would the idea be to continue to scale out that project and use it for revenue generation plus sort of to show the world, here's how cheaply energy can be produced? Uh, or, or would it be to, to take the technology that you guys are developing and allow others to use that for their Bitcoin mining projects?
3: So, so the correct answer to that is C, all of the above. And, okay. and we've, we've developed relationships. Um, you know, Rex is a, is a great advocate for CleanSpark, and he's a really bright young man. Um, and, and, you know, we're grateful that he's, he's had an interest in our stock. And, and, you know, I think I was his first interview a year ago on his YouTube channel. Oh, that's awesome. uh, He's, he's near and dear to my heart. He's a good kid. I really, you know, I have kids his age. So I, I respect the, 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 the passion that he has for what he does. But, um, what, one of the things he said when he was talking about Mara and Riot is that they don't own their own facility. Now, imagine if you will that the Bitcoin industry is about, it's about supporting the blockchain, supporting the decentralized approach to blockchain-based verification. It really is about verifying and validating transactions, financial transactions, contracts. I mean, think of the lack of, of, of confidence and faith in voting. And so the idea is that to incentivize people to support the blockchain, you give them a token or a reward. And that the reward that we're talking about happens to be Bitcoin. So, you know, that the, some of the majors in the place kind of made a, made a move where they were just going to, to bully down the doors and buy lots of equipment. And CleanSpark looks at it differently. And the way we think about it is since energy is the vast majority of the cost of operating a Bitcoin mining facility, we wanna own the facility. We wanna effectively own your home, right? So we own our home. We generate our own power so our cost of mining bitcoin is our cost of operating our company I'd, 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 I'd like to you know maybe suggest and to kind of follow on what what rex said companies like mara and riot they talk about what their energy costs are at the hosting facility but they neglect to mention that they then pay 20 25 30 percent of the cost of mining a bitcoin in royalties to these hosting facilities CleanSpark owns our own home. So what we've done is we've been very aggressive about securing the right kind of power. We operate at 95 percent carbon free. Uh, We own our own facilities and we've procured our mining equipment on a just in time approach. So rather than have half a million mining rigs in transport vessels coming across the ocean, we've been continuing to secure increasing amounts of carbon free or, or low carbon emitting power and deploying machines just in time. Um, you know, there's been a lot in the news lately about all of the equipment from China. You know, 90 percent of the Bitcoin mining in China has now come offline. And in the Sichuan province, they, they were producing uh, Bitcoin. They were using um, hydroelectric power during the monsoon season that was less than one cent per kilowatt hour. What that did is that made sense for them to use terribly inefficient equipment because they were basically paying nothing for power. Those machines that have been pulled offline as a matter of public policy in China are never going to re to, to reappear in the United States because there's no economic value for that antiquated mining equipment. So what what we see is this is a you know kind of a temporary lull, if you will, both in the price of Bitcoin because you know heaven forbid a communist country wants to take away the ability for its citizens to be banked through a mobile device um, and but then, you know, with the negative press that, you know, tweets like Elon Musk talk about in reality, you know, we, we see ourselves as supporting renewables because we put power purchase agreements in place that incentivize our suppliers to make more of an investment in renewables with the agreement that we're going to buy that power and they can count on that. So we're. We, we see CleanSpark's efforts in the blockchain Bitcoin space as actually supporting renewables and creating further demonstration opportunities for our software, which we're now selling to, selling to and working with other large-scale cryptocurrency hosting facilities, as well as other miners.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would make the claim that, that the, the China news plus sort of, sort of this attention that, that's been drawn on the, the energy use of Bitcoin is positive for CleanSpark. Oh, do you, do you think that's fair to say?
3: Wildly positive. I mean, think about it this way: Look, when Bitcoin was sixty thousand dollars, the global production—they—they they measure Bitcoin mining in in hash rate, and and global hash rate was about one hundred sixty-eight exahash. Okay. Since all of that mining equipment is pulled offline, we've we've reduced that by about one hundred. What that means is it's now two thirds less difficult to mine Bitcoin than it was just one month, one and a half months ago. So a company like CleanSpark that owns its facilities, that has made strategic acquisitions of mining equipment, has now positioned itself that all of the influx of miners that that do make economic sense, the S-19s like what we currently are deploying, even some of the S-17s and the What's miners... There's a massive demand for rack space and power. And so for a company like CleanSpark, I think that's really what plays into the chess versus checkers kind of analogy is that, you know, rather than the Neanderthal approach of just buying a bunch of miners and then paying 35% of what we make to have them plugged in somewhere. We're strategically building facilities and developing relationships to provide the power that regardless of the price of Bitcoin, I mean, we, we publicly disclosed that our LN energy cost is sub $4,000 on mining a Bitcoin. And you compare that to somebody else that has a higher energy cost and then pays more than 25% of the cost of Bitcoin, there's a, there's a, there's a disconnect here. And that's our fault from a standpoint of messaging. But, you know, Monday we were included in the Russell 2000 rebalance. Yep, huge had, news. If you Google a little bit, you'll see we're on the we're on the value ETF side of the Russell two thousand, and for a hyper growth company that did ten million last year, and we gave guidance just on our last earnings report of forty seven to sixty seven million this year. So you know five hundred percent year over year growth, and we're on the value index. And I think it's just a disconnect with the messaging, and we're certainly working on shoring that up. But the 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 best way to get there is just to continue to to, to knock down our numbers every single quarter.
1: Okay. And a double question for you. One is, can you give us a sense as to where your hash rate is currently at? And this one from Rex out of the chat, whether you have an M, and I'm going to get the name wrong, M-Volt deployment yet.
3: Uh, Yes, absolutely. I can talk about it. So this week with the, the, so let me just give you a little bit of context. When we acquired the ATL data center, there were 12 and a half megawatts of power. We okay. expanded that to a 50 megawatt power purchase agreement. We have a fixed price of our power, 2.85 cents a kilowatt hour. Um, it's a five-year plan. Uh, and as the new power comes online, we're deploying miners. We have got those scheduled with mobile mining centers that are completely self-contained, environmental controls, everything in mobile units. So by putting everything on that initial piece of real estate, and then duplicating that on our subsequent projects that are now in play, we're we're creating this kind of cookie cutter process that, that by creating these self-contained mobile mining rigs that are highly efficient, we, we have real predictability with how that works. So as we scale up, our hash rate increases and, and we've said repeatedly that by the end of the summer, which is mid-September, we'll be over 1.3 X a hash. We, we feel confident in that I can tell you right now, we're uh, this week at about 450 uh, petahash and, and growing. Um, my colleagues, Zach and Lori, have spent the week in Atlanta um, finalizing some, some, some related real estate transactions that we're really excited to talk about um, that will just further enhance our ability to continue to, to produce. Um, so, 450 this week, 1.3x a hash by September. And then we've said publicly 3.2 to 3.4x a hash within the year uh, following following September. With regard to MVolt, absolutely. So my Twitter I've been posting a bunch of of pictures of of uh, battery energy storage systems the, the Tesla ones and the and the uh, Enphase ones. And and what we're doing is we're deploying solar plus storage and then providing that cloud-based uh, controls platform which is Mvolt. Um, we're utilizing existing contracts under the California Self Generation Incentive Program. And and it may be worth noting what what that means is SGIP provides rebates for people for energy. And s has incentives this year to provide energy storage for people that are in disaster prone areas, zip codes or uh, geographic regions that have had um, power disruptions due to some type of a disaster. And so CleanSpark has really been an active participant providing those energy storage systems. In conjunction with the state of California, utilizing those rebate programs to provide that critical power um, just in time for the people that need it as we come into this fire season, which is, you know, based on the droughts we have here in the West, it's expected to be one of the worst thus far. So, um, you know, we, we we have already begun to deploy those. We haven't started to market and take a ton of new orders simply because there were supply chain constraints with regard to energy. Um, uh, having $200 million on our balance sheet as of the end of our last quarter really allowed us to shore that up and make some some strong commitments to battery uh, energy storage systems providers to to provide us kind of first in line positions to fulfill some of those orders. So Enbolt is definitely actively growing. Um, we made an acquisition of SolarWatt um, and that business, I think when we made the acquisition, we said it was gonna contribute between five and $10 million within the first 18 months um, to the top line of the company, we've already eclipsed that. So our our backlog is in excess of thirty million dollars, and we're we're filling that backlog just as quick as we can. That's that's just on the energy side, and then you know, of course, Bitcoin is is an animal into itself.
1: All right, man. and let me ask you this question. This is this is typically the hardest one that I ask, but I think it's a fun one. Uh, if you had to name just one thing for 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 your the future of the company, it could be a short term, medium term, long term item. But if you had to name one thing that you're most excited for. What would that be?
3: Well, wow, that's a terrific question, Luke. Um, I, I think, you know, I spend all day speaking with analysts from institutions and I, I'm inevitably the conversation ends with the analysts scratching their head, trying to figure out why is it that we're valued per Bitcoin so much less than some of the majors that don't even own their own facility that have a much higher cost to mine Bitcoin. And so The one thing that I I think that, you know, as as the executive chairman of the company and as the guy that handles all of the investor relations, whether it's it's institutional retail, I I think maybe having that tipping point of effective messaging where the light bulb comes on and people get it. It's, you know, that that we're not a value play, that it's an oh, my gosh, how did we miss that kind of a moment?
1: Okay. All right, I appreciate that. And we have some folks saying in the chat that Rex should join the board of directors. If you guys support that in the chat, drop the one in there. That's that's awesome. Um, and and, Matt, and from, from the investor perspective, uh, what you know, what should we be looking for next from the company?
3: So we're we're continuing to grow. Um, as I mentioned in my earlier comments, you know, we did ten million dollars a year ago. Um, we, we gave guidance forty-seven to sixty-seven million just Amazing. at the end of last quarter. Um, our, our stock price is down a little bit. We've, we've had some, you know, we, the, the challenge is that, you know, we grew up from the OTC. We, we came here organically. We didn't do it with a big investment bank or a SPAC. You know, Zach and I just kind of started this and we were grinding. It was employee 001 and 002 and we've matured on our own. And, and that the negative part of that is we've attracted some short sellers that, that think that that they can keep it down. And, and quite frankly, you know, the, S or the, or the Russell 2000, the, the value index the the rapidly expanding shareholder base I think it's just a, a, a matter of time before people realize that you know a, again to the point we are we're we're trying to be strategic and and I, I really like the chess analogy
1: awesome yeah I, I love that the chess versus checkers analogy as well guys if you miss that rewind like 10 minutes and you'll see it Um yeah, and again, it's amazing the company that you've built from starting with just just that, that one military project that you talked about and what it's grown to now. I mean, it's, it's amazing what you've put together and we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us.
3: Hey, I'd love to come back at another time when it works for you guys. Thanks for having us.
1: Absolutely. And and uh, I said this at the top, but we have a lot of Clean Spark fans in the chat. Guys, drop the emojis in there. Show Matt the love for, for coming on and talking directly to the retail trader with us. Matt, thank you very much.
3: My pleasure. Have a wonderful afternoon.
1: You as well. Boom. How about that, guys? You 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 like that one? Well a lot of love for, for that one. CLSK. We've been asked about it for a while. We finally delivered.
2: <laughs> what, one thing you learn as
1: you watch this channel, okay, is that I always deliver for you guys, or, or at least I try damn hard to. Uh, the the only one that we still haven't been able to deliver it on was, was uh, uh, with GameStop, okay? We're still working on it. We want to get some GameStop execs. They're, they're pretty tight-lipped. AMC is actually going to be joining next week, I believe. Uh, so, so so we'll be, be bringing that one on. But that's what we do here, guys. That's what Benzinga, that's what Zinger Nation is all about. We want to bring the ideas. We want to bring the community together. So, so like the stream. Uh, subscribe to the channel I'll be back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern I'm about to pass it over to my good friend Neil Hamilton forget technical so if any of you are learning technicals you're a technical trader you want to do some chart art Neil's gonna be taking it away going going through his trade ideas based solely off of technicals so so let's get after it guys let's keep trading I will see you back in here tomorrow Link to the Twitter is in the chat, so go and say hi. Drop me any stocks you want me to take a look at on the show tomorrow, and we will get to those. But all right, guys, I'm going to send you off to Neil.